All right, welcome to episode seven? Question mark. We need to start remembering which episodes we're actually I think doing. This is episode seven of uh, Dumb and Drummer. Our guest today is Stu Fagan from. Uh, well, the Instagram handle is Beyond the Beat, and a lot of you probably know that already. But hey, man, thank you so much for uh, coming on and, and chatting with us today. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. It's great to uh, great to put you know great great to actually speak to you uh, in real life, so to speak. Even oh yeah, yeah. Virtual world, you know, because we speak on Instagram quite a lot, and of course, uh, it's nice to feel like we've got a bit more of a relaxed, in-depth conversation. So I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Awesome, absolutely, man. We're we're, we're excited as well. We'll we'll go ahead and kick right off uh, into the questions here. Uh, you run a really successful Instagram page. I think I've been following you for the better part of two years and uh, seeing your page develop and things like that. Um, how about just let's start with what's your favorite part about your channel and what is the most challenging part of your channel? I think I think that the um, my favorite part of the channel is how how kind of how how easy it is to communicate with people i suppose to communicate with people the, the, it's the accessibility of the platform i think um and the fact that we can actually speak to each other learn so much from each other the sense the, the, the sense of community that it seems to create is mm -hmm. just absolutely fantastic and this is something that's completely new to me um i mean of course like the sense of community that i'm used to is the sense that you know is um being out there in the real world playing yeah. the gigs and whatnot and it's it's a completely different vibe but it's just as valuable and we're learning just as value you know like skills that are just as valuable that maybe we would never have been able to learn before because of course when like uh you know time is a restraint and day-to-day uh, -day circumstances prevent you from being able to be in those real world situations with people to learn this much this right. the, you know just just you know the internet is terrible for a lot of things but it's also really good for a lot of things too it's mm -hmm. the communication I, I absolutely love how easy it is to connect with people um and to learn and to grow i think probably the most challenging aspect of it is um do you know what i, I actually think the most challenging like i'm one of those people that are like i and i think that this is a reason that the you know that that my page is 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 is, is uh, as successful as people think it is, is because I like to be a real person and I like to speak to people. Um, and the, the the catch twenty two in that is that the the, the, the bigger the, the bigger the page grows, the more difficult it actually becomes to speak to people on an individual basis. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those guys. I like to reply to all of the messages. I like to reply to the comments. And yeah, I noticed that for sure. Yeah, man, and it gets to a point where it's kind of, it's difficult to do that to the level that I like to do. Um, and it makes me feel, it makes me feel bad because, you know, everyone that reaches out um, deserves a response. And I dare say it's getting to that point now where you, you almost have to pick and choose the things that you respond to because some people are just straight up just, yo, bro, send me a drum kit. Hi, can I have a drum kit for free, please? <laughs> I'm just going to go to the studio and I'm just going to pack it up and ship it off to somewhere in the UK for you. Come yeah, on. yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's kind of, it's those kind of things that it's like um, having to be... <clears throat> It's, I suppose it's not having the time to do everything that I'd like to do on it, but. I okay, so I have, a, I have a follow-up question on that. So um, we, we've talked a lot with the previous guests about uh, the direction their channel has gone and how it, it isn't necessarily ideal. Like you kind of get in the rabbit hole. You're like, oh, my page is getting really big and this is what people like. 
So I'm going to keep doing it. And then after a while, you're like, maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do, but I know if I like change something, there's a risk that people will like unfollow me or they won't like it or something like that. So my question to you is what, what is ideal? Is it, is it the, is it the fill videos? Are you trying to expand into something or evolve into something different? And I'm not shitting on what you do at all. I love what you do. And, uh -huh. and a lot of people uh -huh. have copied what you've done, but as far as an ideal, the ideal circumstances, does it look, does it look like continuing on the same path or are you trying to? Um, I try to, else? yeah, man, that's a great question. I mean, I try to, I try to do, I try to do what feels right at the time. And, um, like you've just made, you've just made a comment about like maybe some people seeing what I do and you sort of do trying to do the same thing as what I do. Well, let's not, let's make no mistakes. People were doing what I do before I was doing what I do, you know? Yeah. So like, there's this, there's this like constant stream of influence that's going on. And I think you're absolutely right. The channel starts to grow. You get to that point where you start getting the rewards that are behind the scenes. Like, mm -hmm. the, you know what I mean? I've not even watched the social dilemma yet, but I believe that this is the kind of thing that it goes into that Netflix documentary. Mm -hmm. I think it goes into all of the all of the uh, the dopamine uh, the dope the, yeah. the, the dopamine receptors and all that kind of stuff and I, I liken it to the casinos in Vegas uh, yeah. pumping fresh oxygen in not having fresh light no clock so you lose track of time. Um, Wow, that's a great let's analogy. Make, you know, let's make no mistake, man. These these apps are the way they are to keep us addicted to them. That is why they are. So I try to, I mean, make no mistake, I am in this world. So to an extent, I, I, I have to just succumb to that because that is just kind of what 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 it is yeah it's but part of the course yeah yeah but at the same rate yeah absolutely but at the same rate i like to try to think with a certain bit of knowledge that you're not kind of you're not you're, you're almost trying to play the system in a weird way you're trying to do what you want to do and you're trying to think about how the delivery of doing what you want to do will get you the attention that you want because you mm -hmm. believe that what you're giving away is something that provides a value to people yeah absolutely. Um, and also because it's such a passive format of media as well uh people uh, assume a lot of things out of context so absolutely they will see me post a 15 second fill clip and they may make a passive judgment that like that isn't the way you teach but if you read between the lines and if you're that kind of person that does you will re you will establish that there's so much more you can actually get out of a little passive piece of oh, media yeah, it's, kind of bounce. it's the viewer's responsibility i think to kind of be be be, be aware of that um and I think that I mean, there's there's no there's there's definitely no doubt that the way things are going, um, you see these changes, and you see the apps try to mimic other apps, and it makes you realise that it is just um, you know, it's like a big competition. So I mean, what mm -hmm. I what I between the apps, I mean, big big competition between the apps, not between yeah. what I and someone else is doing. No, I understand. I understand what you mean. All part yeah. of a, part of a community. I tend to post what I like to post because I like what I'm doing, and it actually ends up being more of a reflection of my um what i'm wanting to express at the time and so the fill the fill thing actually came about um i made a little note about this because i thought that this would be quite an interesting thing to talk about so it's a coincidence that we are um i basically what i started to do was like the fill thing took shape a couple of years after starting the page um and i was already aware that people did these kind of breakdowns but i was just exploring what i wanted to do and because i've been a teacher for 13 years 
anyway, I knew that there were certain things that I could offer um, that people would find value in. And um, it was actually when I started posting, it wasn't even like one of these what has now turned into these quick fill videos. It wasn't even something like that, but it was basically the first thing. It was basically the first thing that was like that. Um, yeah. And it was just like I posted one day just this like this 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 flurry of notes that I would kind of use as a big like rock star ending at the end of a song at a gig. Yeah. So there was Crash no time. Yeah, there was no time to it. There was no notation I could have written. Um, and so I just decided to post it as like this cool little thing that you can do um, from a showmanship perspective when you're actually gigging. So like, you know, it wasn't particularly musical, but it was so applicable. And mm -hmm. so many people seem to engage with it because they liked what it stood for and how easy it was to absorb for them. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, that, that I kind of, I tried to explore that. So then I started to deliver what was um what came naturally what came naturally to me which was hearing these offbeat rhythms in my head and turning them into some kind of pattern that utilized odd phrases because i um you know like uh, musicality aside i have borderline ocd and adhd as well and so i uh I like to just, uh, this is where a lot of the, uh, that lot of the expressiveness comes from and things like that as well. You know, it's funny. People think I'm acting when I'm, when I'm doing these videos. If you guys knew me in real life. That's like your real personality. Yeah. I'm like in real life, man. No, oh, even before we started, you're like, let's go. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so true, man. It's so true. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that what you, what you've said is completely true. Unless you have your finger on the pulse and unless you're mindful of it, you are aware of it and you re remind yourself of it you can very easily fall down the rabbit hole and then look back in a year and think whoa you know things have changed and i've not kept a track i like to have a plan though um i have a rough plan but then i you know i like to deviate and explore new avenues and and yeah. if something works that's congruent with the end game um my end game was reaching more students and so these little field lessons i was posting really really helped to achieve that so I carried on doing it. Um, I will um, continue to do what I enjoy to do. But what I've also started to realize is that early on, I was putting so much time into content, so much time. Partly yeah. that's because I didn't have the experience um, video editing. Uh, yeah. When I started my Instagram page, from scratch i learned how to record and mix and things like that so this was like it was it was like um something that i was doing um to progress myself and i've fucking totally gone on i completely forgotten what i'm talking about i've completely forgotten what i'm talking about what, what was the question <laughs> well, well, I mean, I do, that, I do that all the time. I actually have ADHD <laughs> myself, and I will start talking about something, and in my head, connect it to fifty other things. Yeah. And then by the time I realize that I'm not talking about what we were originally talking about, I'm five subjects away. You understand? That's that's it. That explains what has just happened. Very, I do very it constantly. Stuff. It's the universe's cue to go to the next question because <laughs> then, then, the next question be like, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Man, you'll have to Don't. do it because if not, I will just ramble. I will just I ramble. Have, I have one oh, slightly off topic question just because oh. we were talking about the size of your Instagram and, and some, you were saying how you get some of those, you know, send me a free drum kit comments. Just you must get some just out there comments and messages. What is one? Do you have a like a comment that just stands out there that you just read it and you were like, what? what? You know. what? 
Do you know, that's actually such a good question and I really wish I had a, a, the perfect answer for it. But what actually I tend to find quite a lot on mine is you get, um, you get, um, do you know, there's nothing, there's actually nothing really that out there that's made me kind of look back and go, Whoa. And I'm kind of disappointed about that. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of want that, you know? Well, actually, actually, in the comments. It was really funny how you said, uh, and I wanted to make a comment on it um, in, in the middle of, of uh, your one of your answers, but when people are like, oh, well, this isn't the way to do that, or or, or, or that or that's sloppy, or I don't like that, Phil, or you didn't play that right, or I blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's always critics. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about before that the, the criticism is part of the, like the more exposure you get, the more criticism you're going to get. Cause, yeah. cause the, the, the more you're, you're, you're out there and you're exposed. I just think it's funny that, you know, you look at the, and, and, and I mean, I don't want to judge people. Okay. I, I mean, I try not to judge people, especially drummers, but like you might look at that person's page and they have like 86 followers and three posts, not even about drums, but they felt the need to tell you I don't, I don't like what you did, which yeah. is very interesting to me. No, I actually, I think that actually the points that, like the question that you asked and the point that you've just made, I think we can tie these in together really well because um, I completely agree with what you've said. And I think the, 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 the comments and the messages that I get more often than not are, are, are comments that pertain to that type of subject, what you've just said. It's, it's the critics, it's the critics. And um, the, what I find is that it always it always says more about the person saying the comment than it does the person receiving the comment mm -hmm. and so you have to get into that mindset where you just uh, completely ignore them um or you do what i do which is basically i like to reply to these comments but i like to what my friend my friend likes to um refer to what i do as kill them with kindness oh, okay 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 so you're just super nice yeah man i'll just be super i mean don't get me wrong like i'm a nice person but we've all got a nasty streak you know what i mean and i, yeah. could, choose, I could choose to do that but there are so many people that read these comments that it's just it doesn't benefit anyone and there are so many people that are reading these comments as well that if i was having a bad day an off day yeah i've got the right to express myself just like these yeah. people have but that's the lasting impression that people have of you these fleeting mood changes where someone gets in a mood and pits off and decides to write a comment yeah. why are you in a stupid face when you play the drums what like why have you posted a fill after one take that wasn't perfect well because that's real life my friend yeah yeah. yeah what social media is but should be so I completely agree. I completely agree with that. Um, and I think that the comments that I get more more often than not, they're about my face and they're about my expressions, man. And I've got a nervous tick as well. So fuck them. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck you up. I mean, like, I'm here, I'm here do, doing what I feel is a really good thing, like trying to help people and expressing myself, which I've got a right to do. And I enjoy it. And um, lots of other people enjoy it. My, my mum and dad, yeah. they brought me up. To, if they said, if you've got nothing, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it because yeah. you don't need to. And I think that you, you're yeah. right, man. The, the bigger the page gets, that that's what happens. But then, you, you know, you, 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 even though you have a right to express yourself, I feel that in a position like mine, you have a responsibility as well. Um, 
to 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 show that you i don't want to stoop to their level and do the same kind of thing even if i feel yeah. like doing that on their day um you're, t- you're taking the high road now I, I i appreciate yeah. that and i respect that for sure and, and it's and it's funny that you say about authenticity because that has been a common theme in the last few interviews is people having really successful pages and they're like i'm doing my page for me like the way that i want to do it yeah, and that's so refreshing because you, you you can get stuck where you're like I mean, I'm just speaking from personal experience where you're like, I want to, I want to give people what they want to, to, to see. I want to, I want to play things that people want to hear. And it's like, at a certain point you have to choose either you're going to be a tool and you're just going to do whatever you think people want you to do, or you're going to be yourself and you're going to be our authentic self. And, and, and you have to choose which one of those is more important. And I'm kind of right on the cusp of moving more towards an authentic uh, representation and and getting out of and spending less time on that sort of thing. I do want to talk about, um, Minel. So uh, I've been playing uh, Minel exclusively for uh, about five plus years. So I, I definitely love the brand. And you wow. recently switched from, uh, is it called Aegean? Aegean, absolutely. I, yeah. I switched from Aegean to, to Minel. And I know on your post, you just said, I'm looking for something new. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to just change that, you know, no hard feelings. I know. Um, and your stuff has always sounded great. And I actually do really love Aegean practice symbols too. Oh, they're, 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 they're probably top of the line. But, but tell me about your experience with Minel. Like, how's it been going so far? Uh, amazing absolutely amazing like and, and don't get me wrong before before i do inevitably ramble about it for the next few minutes the um <laughs> Aegean really are great Aegean really are great they're really cool guys they make amazing symbols and i'd recommend them to anyone um being a minor drummer you know like there's no there's the, the like the, 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 there's no kind of secrecy the the different the different brands work for different people and in my personal experience it all boils down to the fact that I've never been a gay guy I've never ever been a gay guy so I've never been I've never been very particular about any one brand because I've liked to try lots of different things over the years and yeah. and, and see what they are uh, see what they're like and um I don't I don't even believe that um I don't even believe that there's like only one brand for a person like drum kits like you know Tamara is are as just as good as Pearl or are just as good as Natal or are just as good as Mapex it's just preferences it's all just preferences mm-hmm. um and I got to a point in my in 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 my artistic life where I was wanting a change and I wanted to um I wanted to just try. I get like that. I want to just, I want to try new things. I want to see what's out there. And um, I got this opportunity. And when they reached out to me, um, I was, I was already in that mindset where I was kind of looking to make changes and and try something new. And, you know, Norbert from Minel reached out to me and we had a little chat. We worked something out and straight away, Oh my God! The the efficiency of the company, the integrity of the brand, um, the respect the respect that they give you as an artist—they've only you know what they don't know me at all, but it's like they're really going out of the way to help, and it feels like from from my point of view as well in the UK, um, there are there aren't as many um, dedicated drum events now as there were. 
15, 20 years ago in terms of clinics and things like that. But it's yeah. been kind of coming back over the last few years. And I've noticed that it's either Minel or Roland that are the one, that are the companies that seem to be behind all these things. So they, they, they're so active in the community. Um, the symbols are just incredible, man. I can, mean, can, we, can we just stop for a second because, or just pause for one second? You have not talked about the sound of the symbols. You just gave like, nine reasons why Minel's amazing yeah, yeah. And, and just now because i mean i know how good they sound i mean i wouldn't yeah. use them almost exclusively if i didn't love them but it's well, so cool me. that you're like it, it's the whole experience yeah everyone can walk to the shop and see that they sound great anyone can walk into it that you know um what's the what's the big one that you have in america is guitar it center sam, yeah guitar center or um, sam ash Samash, Samash. Yeah. So yeah, like you know, anyone can walk into something like that and just try some symbols, feel that they're amazing, mm. hear that they're amazing. You hear them on the recordings, they're amazing. But this is what I'm saying. Lots and lots and lots of other companies. We all know that about all of these companies. And mm. so from my perspective, that's like that's like a given. They, they, they're going to be great symbols. It's the way that we interact as a community that's 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 really important for me. The way that they treat you as an artist and the way mm. that they communicate with you. It's really, really valuable to me because I am um, so I'm so invested in in the personal touch and um, there it's just they have all my you know like they have all the fav like all, all, all my favorite artists as well with we matt gascar and mike yeah. johnston it's just like yeah. i yeah. feel like i'm not worthy i don't deserve this situation yeah. that I'm yeah. in. but you do well yeah this You're yeah <laughs> And people tell me this and people tell me this, but from, from my point of view, like, you know, I'm just a guy in Warrington that's, that, that teaches, that, that, that teaches, um, teaches people how to have fun playing the drums. And, um, I just feel really lucky to be in a, in a position where they think that there's something about me that I can, um, you know, that I'm worthy enough to like represent them in, in, in some way. It's, it's really, really, really humbling. It's really humbling. Um, and there was there was another little note that I made. Um, uh, yeah, um, about the clinic thing, like because I'm so big into education, and mine are also so big into the uh, into the live event scene. That that I was, I'm, I'm hoping for the opportunity for some maybe maybe some development, and when gigs and live events come back this year and next year, um, mm. if there are any like clinic events based in the uk with a minor artist one of the first things i'll be doing is speaking to the rep and seeing if there's any opportunity that i can jump aboard that and then i can have an even yeah. better opportunity to show people face to face what i'm actually capable of in an environment when there's people and real energy to feed off you know yeah because doing this whole thing online is cool but there's no substitute for the energy of having a person in the room with you and teaching them that way that's my bag yeah. man it's real well, life like that and and it's and, and I don't I, I, again I, I don't want to shit on any other drummer so I'm not saying anything negative about Matt or or Mike or or Annika or anybody, but people know you as, you know you have you have a unique brand. So when people people that do know you, if they see you at a minor clinic, they're like, I mean, hopefully he teaches us some fills, or he goes through his process, or or he, he yeah. you know. So I mean, like, don't discount the value you bring to the table because like. I love Matt, but Matt doesn't make instructional Instagram videos. Yeah. You know, I mean, he does, he does the videos and stuff like, like Annika's page is, is, is fire. I mean, her stuff is absolutely ice cold, but she doesn't really do any like 
breakdowns on her page. Like I'm sure she offers lessons in some capacity, like you can hire and stuff like that, but you're just, you have a different level of accessibility. So everybody's bringing different strengths to the table. So like if I go to a clinic, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of right there with you too. I'm like animals as leaders is one of my favorite bands. I mean, if not my favorite band. So of course I'm going to be fanboying, you know, Matt Harskill the whole time. And if you break stuff down, it can get really, really complex as you probably already know. Like if you listen to any of his interviews, his mind is, is absolutely yeah. nuts. I mean, it's yeah. it's very hard to comprehend things on the level that he does, but I like how you break it down. I mean, you really make it accessible to like pretty much anyone because there's, there's not even any sheets. I mean, you don't have to read the music. I know we talked about that before, but you just yeah, read the speaking and you just watch me, the video. I'm, uh, I've mostly taught myself how to read music. Like, so my, my vocabulary when it comes to drums is actually very limited. I'm a mostly self-taught uh your videos have been invaluable to me in uh just, in just like uh uh like figuring out stickings like you won't even be playing a song that i'm trying to learn but i'll i'll, I'll watch one of your videos and it'll be like i know that's sticking i know that stick and i will be able to and i'll be and seeing you break it down with the ghost notes and the accents and everything has been invaluable to me as a drummer Wow, thank you. That's really, really great feedback because one of the things uh, quite often that gives me a little bit of imposter syndrome is the fact that I know I can teach even much better, so much better than I actually do online. Um, Not discounting the value of the stuff that I do online, but that's just another thing that I do. And I'm trying to make it accessible, of course, so it's so good to know that it actually works. But the the live teaching environment and the live lessons with me is something where I really go into detail about the process, like you've said, and about the concepts that are behind these little things that just get posted and um it's just uh it's it's something that i've wanted it's something that i've wanted to do like people learn how to play an instrument maybe because they want to be in a band and they want to be on stage and they want to rock and yeah man i want to play gigs i'm in a function band and we play weddings all the time it's so much fun yeah man it's so much fun um but there's no doubt that like my real passion comes from like delivering information to people and seeing them like get it and really enjoy it and 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 provide like some some kind of source of positivity in their life so i'm really really got my fingers crossed i've got everything crossed that that's going to transpire at some point this year and then people because you know i could do this on youtube i could i I could go on youtube and i could spend six hours making a 10 minute video 15 minute video where i am to the concept but it's not viable because i'm spending all of my time at home teaching here and this is why the quick the quick content on instagram works for me i don't i don't have time to do a youtube video to do it justice and i'd rather not do it if if it's not going to do it justice i'll wait for the opportunity until i can really express what i want to in the right context makes sense just just for like what you were saying about uh in uh, you you don't have the time for these long videos i don't have the attention span for these long videos that's a good point my adhd i can i'll start dicking around on my phone and all that so seeing these boom this is it this is it slow this is it fast here's this um, oh, cool. Well, here, here's the other thing, too. If, if, if I have my phone and I watch one of your videos, I'm never in front of my drum kit. Yeah. I'm in the bathroom. I'm I on my actually, couch. I was, I'm, I was I'm, about to say, my saved Instagram, there's about eight of those are you. Nice. <laughs> because nice. I'm like, oh, I'm not by my kit. I need to watch this later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So so you're, you're there's, there's all kinds of weird variables. You're mixing for a phone speaker. 
yeah. even though you, you want to have really good gear, really good mixing ability. Okay, so video is probably the most important, but other people don't care about video. We see shit video quality from people and they have huge pages. I mean, I can give you three or four examples right off the top of my head. And then just the fact that it's like, I, I cannot agree with you more. And that, that doesn't resonate. I mean, that's one of the things that resonates the most out of our conversation thus far is like, I'm done with the video content, but I'm still four to five hours away from posting a finished product that I'm happy with. And I, you know what I just said the other day? This was very recently, probably within the last month. I'm like, fuck that. I, I, I get one hour. I will go to the studio. I will have fun. I will do things on my own term and I have on my own terms and I have one hour to put it online Yeah. because me, me making the sheets and screen cropping stuff and editing the video and color grading and all that kind of stuff. Like, like, like you said, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I mean, yeah. if I'm doing two videos a week, that's 10 hours a week. Yeah. Not even including the time it took me to film the content, which, you know, sometimes you're just, your, your hands ain't working or your, your brain ain't working yeah. and you gotta do, you gotta do a take 30 times. So, and, you know what? and uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but no, really, go ahead, like, go ahead. A, re a really, a really good, a really good thing as well. A really good point is that, um, when like uh, i started po i started doing that and trying to make like if you're making something for youtube i kind of feel like it it it, sh it should be youtube's more like tv because it's a long form content format. so yeah so i like i appreciate it should be shiny and polished yeah. and this is why i like the instagram format because that's not really my bag i, I, I want to be able to do what i want and it was just like the quality of what i do has just progressed to a point now over four years where i i can do it with that quality very very quickly because of the short video um and that's just a benefit of having done it for so consistently for so long um but at the same rate i think um oh damn i forgot what i was talking about. <laughs> oh, we, we, we were talking about the process the uh the all the time that goes into the process of, of finishing that youtube's polished and long form instagram short so i sometimes would run out of time the 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 the, uh, ugh, the time I had allocated myself to do the video for, yeah. and I've just gone. Do you know what? I'm just going to bin this whole idea off because it's taking too much time. I'm not happy with it. Oh wow! I'm, I'm probably never going to be happy with it. So I'm just going to post something that is that's got mistakes in it. That's do you know what I mean? That's yeah, it's not perfect, but you, you don't have to completely waste it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did it. I did it. I like. I took the concept and just made like a throwaway video instead. Really bad quality. I actually did it as an experiment about two years ago. I realized that the stuff I was really emotionally invested in and really wanted people to see, I don't decide what they like. They decide yeah. what they like. So exactly. I post these videos and I spend so much time and I'm like, yeah, boy, it's like, come on, <laughs> this and I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna get so and so that'll share it. It's gonna go viral. Yeah, man. And then nothing happens with it. And I fucking post a little throwaway one that took me two minutes or something like that with my phone. And because I'm showing someone something that's valuable that relates to them. Yeah. Boom. And then it's like, whoa, you don't if you do what you're trying to do. Like how you do it doesn't matter. Like you, you if you're going to get your message across then it doesn't matter how you're getting your message across just do it and that and that was another huge factor into just like not caring quite as much throughout yeah. the process of what people were expecting or thinking and that was a big transition from much earlier in our conversation we were talking about you know like um something about how we were how we should um like the stuff we decide to post, I think it was. I forgot. Yeah. Again, but well, no, no. Like, how, I understand what you mean. Like, like how intentional you are. Like, what's the plan? Yeah. 
Like, like what, what, what's the brand? Okay. Am I, am I being authentic or am I being, uh, am I winning a popularity contest? All, all that yeah, sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's a lot to think about. Um, so I think we got time for, for one or two more here. I don't, I don't want to keep you. Um, I want to talk about who has influenced you. So, um, we, we all have our, our list. So, um, as far, and I'm kind of looped the last two questions into, into one question. Who's in, who, who, who motivated you to start drumming? And who would you say are they're, they're playing influences you uh, still influences you the most? <clears throat> oh, all right. It's a picture on the wall. Oh, it's a oh, tattoo. Yeah. Okay. Do we is know? That is that Deftones? I learned, I, I learned the the intro to Digital Bath from you. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. I was like, I was like, I don't want to be wrong, but yeah, a Abe Cunningham, man. Yeah, Not hell yeah. Abe, Abe, Abe. Abe. Yeah. They have been my favorite band. Look at this. Let me see. Oh, I thought I thought we were gonna get a bo a booty shot or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh no way. That's so cool. Oh this sick. Was my, this was my first gig I've ever I ever went to in my entire life. And oh, Brett, Brett. Brett's got something too. Yep. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I should go grab my white pony vinyl. That thing. If anybody, oh. if anybody takes that, I'm gonna stab them in the fucking face. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 dead. Oh, oh shit! Oh no! That's such a good picture. Don't tell me you've even met him. No way. Wow. It, it was at the Nam. Yes, it was at the Nam show one year. Oh man. Well, he's he's my favorite, right? Listen, I'm a huge new metal kid, man. So yeah. I was born in '85. I was born in 1985. When's your birthday? Uh, 11th of March. Okay, I, I was born in '85. My my birthday's on the 21st. So yeah, it's pretty. Oh, pretty man, so you're you're, you're you're a Gemini then, right? No, Pisces. You're a Pisces. Oh, okay, okay. Just must be a couple of days. Yeah, yeah I got my horoscopes are um, crazy. Anyway. Well, yeah, man. Abe Cunningham. Abe Cunningham. It's the whole and obviously I it was the whole uh, Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Limp Biscuit, Deftones, all that. That was that was my thing, and um, it was that whole uh, that whole funky. I was just really into the kind of. I'm not really too into hip hop, but I was into that bouncy hip hop vibe that the drummers from that generation and that, uh, that and, and, and that kind of genre seemed to apply a hell of a lot. They all piccolo snares, cranked proper high and all the rest of it. Yeah. So Abe's kind of bounciness really, really appeals to me. He's my hugest influence and he's, uh, when I'm grooving and when I'm playing, I like to do what he does quite a lot. I'll just, um, you know, in 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 a in an appropriate musical context, of course. Yeah. I'll yeah, be yeah. doing it when I'm playing "Sex on Fire" at a wedding or something. You know, mm -hmm. I'll be end up playing um, when I'm jamming like Abe songs. Uh, or when I'm jabbing, jamming with my mates, I'll always like just just displace one snare or something. And yeah. He always just does that. Ah, just throws a snare on the E, and it just it just yeah. does something to me. Ah, oh, so simple. Abe Cunningham. Uh, I used to be in a Pantera tribute band, so oh, Vinnie Vinnie Paul, Paul, okay. Paul, nice. who also shares the exact same uh, birthday as me, the 11th of March. Rest Sick. in peace. So yeah, that's just a little factoid. So uh, in the in the Pantera band, I was Skinny Paul. Um, ah. The part I played. So it was Abe Cunningham, Vinnie Paul, Danny Carey from Tool. Absolute huge influence. Neil Peart from Rush. Rush mm -hmm. aren't my favorite band, but his linear his linear style and his just is 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 solid 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 application. Really 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 gets uh, gets me. And um, Jose Pasillas from Incubus as well. Okay, um, solid. 
I'd probably say that those are like the biggest influences. Uh, Deftones because of the bounce. Uh, Vinnie Paul because of the double bass. Danny because of the odd time and all the weirdisms. And uh, Jose because of all the little effects and the little splashes and that kind of stuff. Maybe an amalgamation of that kind of stuff. So, so were you, when you were in high school, you were like a fucking kid in a candy store with all the that the, the new metal and all those bands had huge releases during that time like when you were probably sophomore year in high school you're probably just drowning in music that you loved oh mate it was amazing it was amazing like i am um, there's one weekend that will forever be dubbed as deftones weekend with uh nice. with me and my friends and it was we were all studying for what we call in the uk our gcses don't know what it is in in, in, like in america ACT or sat or something like that like yeah, the big yeah, test like 16 15 years old 16 years old i think okay. it is something like that and um when we get study leave we don't have a regular timetable in school you're supposed to be at home studying <laughs> so what basically we did we deftones announced it was the white pony tour and it was taproot and linkin park that supported oh, yeah linkin park's very first uk tour wow and, um, such a great live show Mate, it was amazing, and there was they played they played one night at the best venue in Manchester where I live near, and then the, it sold out so quickly they booked another night two days after. So we went at like nine a.m. and queued outside the door both of those gigs, and we got like um, you know the road crew came out because they saw us waiting there. We didn't we, we didn't get to meet them. Uh, I got a, a use I got one of Abe's drumsticks. Nice. Um, a used drumstick, and we got I got his snare head. Mate, honestly, you should see the snare head. So they're not on on this thing, but they're like in a secret hiding place, nice and safe in my house. I'm gonna display them at some point. This snare head, like this man. <laughs> oh, did this? Does he hit? Does he hit really hard? Uh, oh my god, with the bottom of the sticks as well, yeah. And so it was like, wow. Every, honestly, every couple of nights they were right replacing the snares. This snare head is like. How do you? So, so just a little off topic, but how do you play like that for like thirty years or whatever they've been a because they've been a band for a long time. Yeah. I mean, probably yeah. twenty. I would say twenty five years at least. Yeah, uh, how do you hit that? Released in ninety five, so it's coming yeah. up to thirty years this year. So, um, so how do you hit that hard for three decades and not have permanent damage to yourself? You have a good posture. You make sure you're nice and relaxed. Um, you make sure you're breathing properly. You make sure your kit is set up ergonomically for you as a person. Okay. Um, you know, like if you if you're relaxed, I mean, you know, it doesn't look like he has it. Um, I, I've never heard of any issues that he's had, but um, I think it, it it all just comes from doing doing your thing with so much conviction and knowledge that you are able to maintain relaxed composure. Um, I mean, we all know that when we're trying things, when we're practicing, when we're working, that's when we tend to tense up because our mind isn't free because we're actually working on absorbing the information that we're looking at. So it's yeah, impossible to be, you know, it's impossible to relax while you're learning something. You have to learn it and absorb it. Yeah. And then still, Abe's point of view, Abe's not learning. Abe's not trying to progress. He's, yeah. he's in his band and he's doing his thing and he's been doing the same thing, albeit with musical development, but the actual stuff he's playing is only the same as the stuff he's been playing for the last 20 years like it's yeah. still got the same vibe it's got his own voice so it must be down to how he holds himself at his kit and how he's set up um there's so much to be said about how relaxed you are man even just holding your even just holding your stick in a hand like that to like yeah. that will have like profound effects on how you sound french, and french to uh or french to match grip yeah it kind of reminds me actually of a, a samurai 
like a really accomplished uh, samurai, like they have a uh, samurai sword and they could chop somebody in half, but they don't go, ow, my wrist. You know, yeah, they have yeah. a lot of power and a lot of control and a lot of discipline. So, I mean, he, he has to have a lot because I haven't heard anything. I mean, and you hear about like Papa Roach's drummer as carpal tunnel and people have back issues from sitting too low and stuff like that. But I mean, if you're yeah, if you're awesome. going going strong, he's got to be doing something right. So on that, you're saying how, you know, how just messed up that snare head was. He's hitting that hard. But when you watch him play, you hear how hard he's hitting. It doesn't look like he's hitting that hard. He's so relaxed. Looks, looks, looks like he's relaxed. Yeah. And That's it just point. flows. But then you see the damage he's doing, and you know that behind that little hit, he's doing some damage. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, more booty shots! Like, oh yeah! Can you imagine <laughs> if this is a if this is a tennis racket? Can you imagine knocking a ball to the other side of the court by going like this? Like you yeah. might. Because it with looks, no with no shoulder, no arm, no nothing. That, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. That might get the ball quite far, but fuck, I can feel it there. This, however, yeah, no energy. That does, that's not coming from my wrist. It's still moving, but that's yeah. like you know that's where the power's going to come from. And it's about thinking. It's about thinking about. It's about actually taking the time to think about like what the body was designed for and how the body moves and things like that. Yeah. And people don't do that. A lot of instructors don't do that. Uh, instructors are like based on the material that they're teaching you and not about like getting the best sound out of what you're actually doing and preventing injury because this shit doesn't happen for 20 years until after you've been playing for 20 years. And, yeah. and people only solve these problems when it's too late, when exactly. something needs solving, you know? It's like booking an exam. Like, you might not do the right amount of revision, but when you've got a deadline, it's like, shit, I need to work towards that I deadline. Got, I got to be I got to be prepared to, to finish on time. Yeah, for, for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, do we got time for one more? Yeah, man, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I want to talk about, because um, I know we had a conversation about you working with Cirrus Vaziri in the past. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I'm interested to hear how that, how you were, because he, he seems like a very accessible person as well. Yeah. But I would just like to know a little bit about how you uh, partnered with him and, and, and what uh, good advice he had for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, now, I first met Siros when he came to, Siros was basically, right, let me give you a background, dead quick. Siros was basically the first drummer that I actually stumbled, ac stumbled across on Instagram when I had Instagram and I... I was still like developing my teaching career and, um, you know, like at that point, starting an Instagram page to do with drums was not even a thought in my mind. Mm -hmm. But he was, he was like, I wasn't even looking for drummers. I just kind of stumbled across him one day. And that was when I started getting into the drum community. And, um, he basically just like everything he did everything i saw on the screen everything i heard him say everything he wrote it just resonated with me it just like awesome. on, an, on on an electrical level it just like it just felt like you're a dude and like and i get what you're doing and i appreciate what you're doing um and i kind of felt like i had a bit of a similar mindset so I was I was I was desperate for an opportunity to talk to him basically and he came to the UK uh doing a clinic tour and I think it was in 2018 and he was playing in a little town uh near, near nearby me one of my friends um um, a, a bloke I know called Bob was like arranging uh, arranging the tour uh, with Cyrus and he was playing at one of um, one of Bob's uh, he did a clinic um, in the in the town 
and I basically got in touch with Siros um, in the in, over email and, and said, do you have any time for private lessons uh, during the day before the clinic? Because I knew he'd be there and probably wouldn't have much to do. Can you teach me? So I took the, I I took the journey to this place and I booked like, I think, three hours with him or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, just, just so that I could sit and talk and kind of find out what he was doing. Now, that came after I discovered who Siros was. And by this point, I was contemplating uh, starting a drumming page. And when I kind of when I kind of met him, it was because everything that he was doing resonated with me. And um, I like I wanted to I wanted to basically get like some sense of reassurance for from him that what I was planning to do i was kind of thinking about in the right way because i was inexperienced and so he kind of just explained to me what his kind of ethos was about social media and because he was using it um in a similar way that i wanted to not for the clout it was about the bit it was about like growing himself an online business and a bit of a presence to create opportunities so that he could do more of the stuff that he wanted to do in his life and also make a living from it at the same time and it, it was really interesting and it appealed to me so much so we got together and we had these three hours and um basically i stayed in touch with him since then and it was it was it was great it was really informative um we i, I met him a couple of years later as no i think it was the year after he came to um like um, a drum exhibition it's like it's called the the, the uk drum show it's like nam uh but just okay. the drums okay. smaller in the uk and um basically um I, I i met i met him there again and you know we just had a little catch up and whatnot but that's really like the long and short of it i just kind of really liked what he was doing it resonated with me and um i wanted to find out like how he felt about it and and, and what he did i just wanted to pick his brains really and and mm. and since um you know we've, we've stayed in contact since he's a he's a really really cool guy really really nice guy very very helpful very 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 good as well for his age man god he puts in so much effort he works so hard he really um, does yeah yeah, but I suppose it was really like it was really about like wanting a sense of reassurance because what he was doing so strongly resonated with me that I knew if I was going to start doing something that a lot of it would be influenced by the type of thing that he was doing as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and just that to be able to feed off each other, like he's made some comments, too, about some really interesting comments about how his page grew and now it's not growing on the same level. So it looks like he's doing like really well with like followers and stuff like that. But at a certain point it plateaus and you have to go back to the drawing board and say, how do I get, you know, how do I get an upward trend again? Or how do I get more students? Or how do I, you know, reach more people, things like that. So well, this, yeah, this is once again, something, this is once again, something that I'm pretty sure um, works behind the scenes in these apps. I'm pretty sure that they, they I, th I think it recognizes behavior. And um, when your behavior changes, it, it, either encourages you or discourages you to change the behavior do you know what i mean so yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i mean that's always good like I, I that's always going to be the case yeah you might find your followers growing but like engagement drops or whatever it doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. mean that like a change needs to take place it's just that the app makes you think that a, a change needs to make place because you're not getting the rewards that you were getting a couple of years ago mm -hmm. so right. i also experimented with this and I made absolutely no changes and I yeah. just carried on. And then I started, the engagement dropped and I thought, 
I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just going to carry on, see what happens. And then yeah. after, it's waves on an ocean. It's yeah. We are all connected by electricity. We are connected mm -hmm. by the stars. It is, it is an, uh, it's a wave on an ocean. Carry on doing the same thing. It went like this. Then it went yep. like this. And then Nothing it down. came like this. Just like everything else, like there's an ebb and a flow to it. Always an ebb and a flow. There's a yin and a yang, an ebony and ivory. It's just life. It's just what it is, you know. It, it reminds me of the, the mouse in the in the maze. And they find that little button, you know, the little tests, and yeah. they hit the button, and they get the they get the food. Yeah, that's like our social media. You're just hitting the button, and you're like, I'm gonna hit the button, and the pellet, and then you hit it one time, and they're like, There's no pellet. Where's the food? Where's the food? And just for no reason, no explanation, I just I, I'm I'm not getting my reward. I, I I went through the I jumped through the hoops, and I did everything I was supposed to do. I need a reward now, and I'm not getting it. But you're saying, you know, you just gotta. Keep hitting the button, or run, run the maze again, or do whatever you got to do, and come back, and they'll they'll be the pellet for you. Just keep hitting that, the button. Yeah, man, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or get bored of hitting the button and like you know, look to see if there's a different button somewhere. You just like don't yeah. know if there's going to be or not. So you keep on hitting the button that you were hitting in the first place, hoping someone will refill the stock, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking Can time out of your day. One more quick little question, still. Shoot. Yeah, 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 go on, go. One quick question. What is the moment that you said, I'm playing drums? What was that for you? What did you see? What did you hear that you went, I'm playing drums? There wasn't one. Really? Yeah. Contrary to, but yeah, yeah, there wasn't one. Um, I, there was no moment. There was no epiphany. But there was a person. There was a person. Um, my my one of my very very best friends, Mike. Um, I Mike was a guy. I was getting into metal at the age of eleven. My cousin was getting me into metal. Um, my best friend Mike came from another school, and I was the guy that was just coincidentally picked to show this guy around. Mm -hmm. Came really 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 good friends. I showed him some metal. We both got into really, really cool music. We started on this journey together and it was just developing my love for music with a peer. I had someone to say, oh my God, check out this band and check out this song. We both started playing instruments. It was natural that we played together and it was more of a, it was more of a natural growth. There was no okay. one moment that I was like, I am going to be a drummer. It was just, we, we slowly got into music and it got to a point very quickly that we were so into music that there was just no other choice. And now we both do. Mike's now in a band. Maybe um, Mike now is in a band. We were like 11, I think, when we met. Like, he came to my school. We've been in bands throughout the years together. Now, at the moment, Mike's in, you fucking dudes, you need to check these bands out. There's a band uh, based in Switzerland. They're called Herod. They're called Herod. Herod. Okay. Mike, Mike now sings and plays guitar in Herod. And there was also a band called, there's a band called The Ocean. Do you know The Ocean? Mm -hmm. I, the name sounds familiar. Look up the ocean. They're a great band. Their drummer, Paul Seadell as well. He's a minor drummer as well. He's a cool dude. Now, okay. um, you want to check out the ocean as well. And Mike was in the ocean for a short while. He played on, he sung, he didn't play guitar, actually. I think he sung on uh, a, one of their albums called Precambrian. Um, so so we, 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 were in a, we were in a band together, but we never really did anything with the original stuff. It was just on the local scene where we right. lived. Um, but that it was because of Mike. It was because of Mike. Me and him developed wow. this love together. You need to check out those bands. You will love them. Really? Herod and the Ocean, uh, the awesome. album Precambrian. That'll give you a good idea what my friend Mike is all about.
Sounds awesome. good. Well, yeah, dude, dude, thank you again uh, for coming on and chatting with us. It was, a, it was a pleasure meeting you and, and, and learning more about your story, man. Thank you so much for having me. I've had, I've had an absolutely fantastic time. Thank you so much, dudes. And uh, go and enjoy the rest of your day. It's quite late now for me here, so I'm going to crack open a beer, I think, and chill out. All right, man. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your night. Cheers. Fantastic. And you. Thanks, guys. See you later. Take it easy. Later on. Easy.